my three most important subjects that I like to talk about, Cal State Fullerton, the Buffalo Soldiers, and me. <laughs> Hello, Titan family, and welcome to another episode of Fram and Friends, a podcast in partnership with Titan Radio. Our guest today personifies the phrase, once a Titan, always a Titan. Mm. He's a university partner, an educator, an advocate, a U.S. Navy Vietnam veteran, and as you will soon hear, a transformative leader in our community, state, and nation. Here to introduce him and kick things off is our host and president, Fram Virgie. Well, hello, everybody. It's great to uh, see you virtually, as we always say. Uh, I hope uh, uh, we have a lot of people listening today because I've been waiting for this opportunity to meet and talk with uh, my friend. Uh, you know, I'm blessed to call him my friend and my brother, uh, but uh, uh, Bobby McDonald. But the audience may not know uh, Bobby as well as I know him. And when I'm when we're done, you're going to be you're going to love him as much as I do. I know that's the truth. Uh, Bobby, welcome. It's great to see you as always. I see you uh, uh, representing in your orange. I appreciate that. I got my my Fulton F on my chest, and you've got your Fulton F on your sleeve. Uh, we are we are all in uh, as Titans, as as everybody knows. But as I said, most people uh, will know who you are more generally, Bobby, in Orange County. It's hard to miss you. Um, I love that. I love that about you. But they may not know as much about you um, and your 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 journey to Cal State Fullerton, and then your journey to your current position. Um, as the executive director is the Black, of the Black Chamber. So um, let's start off with just, you know, tell us your story. Tell us where you're from, how you got to Orange County, how you became a Titan, and how you got to be at the Black Chamber. Just give us a short one. This, this, this is a three-hour program, right? <laughs> uh, I, I'm very, very blessed as I... Uh, move forward uh, to, to say that uh, I've led a real doggone good life. I, um, there may be a couple of two or three days that I, I kind of wouldn't want to go over because I some, some stuff that happened. But other than that, you know, it's, I'm, it's wonderful. I'm an LA native, uh, which is unique in a sense because there was not, not many native natives, Queen of Angel Hospital in Los Angeles. So uh, born, born, raised, and still uh, active in the Catholic Church. Uh, still, um, they, they're the only person that kind of outbeat him for guilt trips in the Catholic Church with my mom. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gullible. But no, I uh, went to 99th Street School, went to Gompers, went to Washington High, graduated, went to L.A. Harbor, and then I majored in dominoes and bid whist in Seahawks Center. And the only ones that would take my grades or allow me to move forward was the United States Navy. Uh, uh, a little story about that. <clears throat> On August the 11th, 1965, I'm in the United States Navy recruiting office on Manchester and Broadway, those of you that have LA connections. Um, and, and so I'm on Manchester and Broadway and the Marine Corps, I mean, the Navy recruiter tried to talk me into becoming a, a Marine. They were looking for corpsmen to go to Vietnam. Uh, no, no, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want anything that had to do because I had four, my dad and my four uncles were all Buffalo soldiers. See, so I didn't want to have anything to do with ground pounding. So uh, I wanted to go in the Navy. I wanted to be different, which is kind of my norm, being different. Um, and, and so I did. Uh, the interesting thing about it is as soon as I finished taking the test and I came out, the, the, 
the the Navy recruiter was was la was on the phone. He was laughing and he hung the phone up. I said, "What's so funny?" He said, "You remember how I wanted you to be a Marine?" And he said, "Yeah. Well, the little little the, little, the trailer that they had on um, Central and Century, uh, they that they just turned it over and burnt it because that was the day the watch riot started." Oh my goodness. Okay. And then when I got home, you know, my mama wouldn't let me go to work because my I used to work the Jack in the Box on Manchester and Hoover. I couldn't understand why, but that was you know. So, you know, but uh, that, that, that's, that's pretty interesting because it gets interesting after that. So I went to L.A. Harbor College and, uh, like I said, uh, majored in, uh, as I said, and then I, I went into service. I uh, went down uh, to San Diego and uh, then went to, uh, then I, when I got out of boot camp, went straight to uh, China Lake. I, when I, my orders came in, they said China Lake, and I'm going, oh, wait a minute. Hey, I'm going overseas. And I didn't know I was going to the middle of the desert in Ridgecrest, <laughs> California. So I joined the Navy to see the world because I thought, thought it was bigger than California. But anyway, fast forward, there's some other stories there in there that I'll share. But I got out, and while I was on the flight deck of the aircraft carrier USS Tripoli, which was the first aircraft carrier built by the Navy strictly for 5,000 Marines and five squadrons of helicopters. It was more like the, uh, part of the, I really wound up being part of the Marines again because there was the Gator Navy. Okay, so we, we uh, and our position was we took the Marines there, got them in wait for them outside, you know, took care of, they needed, we had a surgical team, we'd go pick them up for the medevacs. And, and my first trip over, um, I was a blue shirt on the flight deck. So that means I had to push park place and put helicopters all over every, every minute of the day, change it all up and down on the flight deck. But um, second trip over, second trip over, um, <laughs> I was an LSE, I was a landing signal. So I got a chance to launch and land helicopters. All right. And, and then I had nights, I had the flight suit. So, and all this before I just turned 21, I'm doing all this right before I just turned, turned 21 on my way back <laughs> second time. But I, uh, one thing I did learn on the, the flight deck of the aircraft carrier was, you know, the value of education. That's the true thing to really, I mean, boom. Not that the lightning bolt wasn't there, because I mean, I, I had some pretty good English skills and, and I, I understand, I understood the language I could speak, but there was nobody on the ship that was going to speak with me. So there goes some uh, amelioration and onanapias and all that stuff. Right? But uh, so I, I, I wound up getting um, signing up to go back to L.A. Harbor College. And uh, I did. So I flew back, got to school, got back just to start in August of 68. And. Uh, I started my process to, to, to get on to get, get my degree. That was important to me. Uh, my grandfather, um, who was a Florida A&M graduate, uh, always instilled in me that it's a degree, get your degree. And uh, so I did. I left LA Harbor College with, as the first black student body president, uh, first uh, on the championship team for the basketball team with coach Jim White. So, um, you know, so I, you know, I, I came with pretty good credentials, came across and got a chance to talk uh, Coach Alex Zamala to let me be part of his team. And so I came over to Cal State Fullerton in August. I can't remember the date yet, but late uh, middle of August, 1970, I was here. <laughs> and I've been here ever since. <laughs> I, I coached, uh, played ball with the, uh, played ball on the team. Uh, and, and then I wound up coaching the JVs because I, I have to admit on the radio that my skill sets just weren't good enough to, uh, you know, they were good enough to sit on the bench, but I, I'm not one of those kind of guys that uh, is a spectator. So I got a chance to be the assistant coach for a while. And then I, I wound up, uh, it took me um, 
took me a while to get to get to my degree, but I was blessed along the way because Bobby Dye took over as the head coach. And I remember playing against Bobby Dye when uh, when he was coaching at Santa Monica High School, I mean, a community college. And he and Jim White were real close friends. So we got to be close. So I wound up becoming one of the assistants in, in 1973. So I finally graduated in 75. And um, then I, I went to work for a small company called Uniroyal that had, uh, that had uh, shoes and the shoe division. Because all the shoes back in those days in the 70s were all made at the tire factories. You know, rubber bottoms. <laughs> uh, and and they, they bring some shoes in from offshore. But basically that. So even though I graduated, I got a job. When I graduated, I had a job with Uniroyal. In other words, I couldn't get it till I graduated. And they set it up so I, could, I got it. So hallelujah. Uh, as I was with Uniroyal, they allowed me to, to, to have some, some resources to, to help out wherever I wanted to with basketball. And so I uh, became a Titan Athletic Foundation member real, real quick. And uh, in fact, some of the people that are on the foundation there were still friends. Okay, we've lost a lot of them, but uh, original, we were there. And it, it was really, really cool because I understood the value uh, of, the, of, of that relationship with the Athletic Foundation. You know, in fact, my motto at that point in time was um, Bruins take care of Bruins, Trojan take care of Bruins, it's about time Titans take care of Titans. Yep, okay? And that's really been my motto all along since 75. So um, I, I was with them for a while then uh, for the pro cads and I'm still helping out the universe. In fact, I was there with, uh, I was front row in the street at the hotel, the whole nine yards when we, uh, I'm sorry to say, lost to Arkansas and Ron Brewer shot going around like this. But anyway, so I was there uh, partially as pro kids and then partially as the Titan thing with Mel Sims and, and the rest of us. But it, it was fun. I mean, it was fun. The Titans, I mean, it's in my blood. Everybody knew I was a Titan. They all knew it. I mean, even when I went back home. Uh, then I got a chance to uh, break out and go to work for Adidas. You know, Dr. Cobb was here then. And, and uh, I got a chance to help out uh, with the, the Olympics <laughs> that were on campus. You know, although it was interesting because uh, she and Ed Royce were trying to work out, Congressman Ed Royce at the time, trying to work out to try to get the dorms. And, and at the same time, the, the, the uh, hotel, the, the Marriott was trying to be built. So they were trying to do all this right before the 84 Olympics when we had uh, handball. But um, the, 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 the thing was you need to have a dorm in order to get a dorm. But in order to get the funding for the dorm, you had, I mean, it was a, it was a catch 22, uh, a snap or whatever you want to call it. It was a mess, but we finally got them and we got it after things. Through. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been really, really real. Oh, well, let me back up a second. When I got here to play ball uh, for, for Alex Amalov, um, we had the first football team. And um, that, uh, that, that jacked up the African-American uh, <laughs> percentages in the county a whole bunch because there was no other football team here. Uh, I make that lightly, but it's a, it's, it's a joke, but we always talked about it because it was really something that helped improve the neighborhood at that time. Even though we had the social issues, still we had a football team. And our first home and home series was with Grambling. Mm. And because Grambling, uh, Coach Eddie Robinson and Dick Corey's brothers and stuff had what was known as the Stovall's Clinic, and he would always come out and speak. So the first home and home series that Cal State Fullerton had was with Grambling, okay? What I, and we lost the, the, uh, the, the first game back at Grambling on a field goal because I guess Smitty, our uh, equipment manager, was got a penalty for being too far downfield. Yeah, yeah, go figure that one out, right? 
But anyway, so but, but being with Adidas and being with ProCads, and let me let me share this real quick. I'm your first black sales rep that ever worked for Adidas in the United States. So all these first go back to Cal State Fullerton too. All right. So you, you, you guys, hey, you guys have done and the school has done, uh, done made me a pioneer, right? So, but it's a good one. And, um, but, but what I'm saying is it's always been there. I mean, whether it had been Leon Wood and George McCorrin, uh, you know, uh, Bobby Dye, uh, who else was over there? Was did a real good one. Neil Stoner, uh, Augie Garrido. No, I had my hands in it. I mean, I was always helping out Augie Garrido with the baseball program when it was first getting started. Neil Stoner came in from uh, from uh, from San Luis Obispo. You know, all this thing and, and Pierre Nicholas. So we were all part of this. I mean, I, it's been a wonder to watch all the orange tree, all the orange groves leave, and Fullerton grow. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I like to tell people I came out here before the 91 was finished. Took two and a half hours to come straight down from uh, Hoover and, and Hoover and uh, Imperial in Los Angeles, uh, all the way down to Cal State Fullerton on, on an Imperial highway. All right, yeah, you're, I'm a witness. But, uh, but, but you know what, the, the road, like I said earlier, I, I wouldn't have changed anything. You know, Dr. Cobb came to me and when they revamped, uh, they were they wanted to start the alumni association. So I was one of the first first presidents of the the schools. The, I call it HD. Was it every duty charismatic students HDCS or whatever? So I mean, uh, I, I can remember that. That was the right place for me. Yeah. And and, and then um, we it grew from there. And, and you know, and when it came time for us to me to know a little bit about the Cal State uh, the Cal State System Alumni Association. I got a chance to represent Fullerton. And then I wound up uh, a couple of years later being the, the first Fullerton president to ever be statewide alumni president. That was, it's unique being that in the whole system because the only member of the board of trustees that's not blessed and picked by the legislatures is the alumni position. And everybody on, my, on, the, on the cabinet at that time had somebody running for the position, even us. And I had to be level-headed. So uh, Considine, Tim Considine, uh, um, Bob Considine, was it, was it Tim? They called him Tim Considine, wound up being our, our guy from uh, St. Louis Bispo. But um, we had to, that was a pretty interesting thing. And then on top of that, as soon as that was over, that I was on the selection committee for the chancellor. Hey, go figure on that. So uh, as, um, um, oh man, he was trying to, I'm trying to process his information, his real name. Uh, uh, anyway, he, uh, he he ran the Getty Museum. Help me out. Who's uh, the, the he left the president of the chancellor and went to he, he came in right after Ann Reynolds. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I'm thinking. But anyway, it, it was it, I'll think about it in the process. But anyway, I've had the opportunity. I, all I know is um, he uh, his claim to fame his claim to fame. I'll think about it a little bit. His best friend was Bobby Fisher. All right. So <laughs> the thing is. While, while everybody's asking questions and stuff, I'm just smiling because I'm going, he's playing you. We were, <laughs> we're a chess board. So um, anyway, anyway, it was great to be part of that. And, 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 and again, helping out the community and helping out uh, the stuff, going to the board meetings, being part of all the stuff in the growth of, of the system. Uh, after, pretty much after that, I kept my hands in it. I uh, got uh, on the California Community College Board of Governors and uh, helped get the the created and created the first 
Veterans Affairs Committee for the uh, for the for the for the, all the community colleges, and and, and you know it's just. It was just nice to be able to do something, keep staying in the community. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still here doing stuff. In fact, actually, I, we started uh, at Cal State at the Black Chamber where I am now. We started back in 1992, uh, the first ever uh, Black Chamber scholarship for students, uh, for um, African-American students at Fullerton, Irvine and Chapman. That's one of the things that Dr. Gordon wanted us to do and put that together. So that's how we got the Black Chamber Education Fund started. And so, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I could go on a little bit longer, but, you know, everything is centered around the, the orange circle, you know, right here. I mean, it's just, I mean, and, and, and let, me, let me move forward. Um, I, I think one of the major accomplishments every, with every one of the presidents, and I've been here for all the presidents. I mean, I've been here for every one of the presidents at Cal State Fullerton. I hope I don't have to be here for any more presidents because I, I don't <laughs> stay. Okay, uh, but you know, um, working with with Fram and, and the university and and all the other people that I'm not going to mention because I'll miss somebody's name and I'll feel bad. But all the group, we did that toward a deeper understanding on uh, diversity, equity, and, and inclusion. And by the way, uh, Fram, that's on the website now. I've put toward a deeper understanding on the Black Chamber website. Your letter. My my working my first little uh, first little PowerPoint we did the the results of the survey and then the combination that we had there with the uh, the development group there to put together um, the Don Pearson's group and we put together all those right right on the website so people can get it and I refer people to that awesome and I think this is so timely what we're doing so uh, with that I'll, uh, I'll I'll take a break and I'll take some questions and I'll sip some coffee. There you go. Well, you know, it's amazing how many uh, uh, points of connection we have, Bobby. You know, Queen of Angels, Julie's dad was chief of staff of Queen of Angels. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, so. Was, uh, he, was, was he on board in 1947? No, I, I don't think he was, I don't think he was chief of staff then, but it wasn't much longer after that. Yeah, okay. It was in the, in the 50s and 60s that he was chief of staff. And then L.A. Harbor College, you know, I grew up in San Pedro. That's my that's my community college, man. I spent lots of time at L.A. Harbor College on the fields doing stuff there. And then an aircraft carrier, I mean, I've been thinking about you on that aircraft carrier. And one of the great privileges in my life was an opportunity to go out on the USS Dennis and spend a couple of days on an aircraft carrier and watch those planes and helicopters come in and take off. And I know who, what a blue shirt is. I watched what you did, and it is unbelievable to see these 19 and 20 year olds doing what they do. And then I think about athletics. We were both college athletes and, you know, how much uh, that develops you and and molds you for the future. And then you as a first, 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 first buddy. I mean, you know, you you've seen uh, uh, so much in Orange County and the changing of Orange County, but you were on that tip of that spear, just like Jewel Plummer Cobb was, just like Dr. Gordon was. Uh, there are so many people. Uh, well, actually, there aren't so many people. There are a number of people who are in that pantheon, but you are in it, and I just am so blessed to be in the presence of that kind of history. You know, you have a unique perspective of growing up with Cal State Fullerton. Um, 
you know, when you came to Cal State Fullerton, it was a different place than it was today. So I want to ask you, what was um, the CSUF that you attended like and compared to what the CSUF that you know that we have today? And what are the most significant changes you've seen in the Titan family, in the Titan nation, in Cal State Fullerton uh, over that time? And how do those changes mirror any changes in Orange County? Let me uh, take the first part first and then try to remember the others. Um, the, as I said, I got here in August uh, of 1970 and uh, I was driven, I was driven in the back of my head by my grandfather, Robert Harden. And I was driven because I had already had an opportunity to, to get a degree I screwed it up and I went into service. But going into service allowed me to understand really true discipline, really true, as my company commander said one day, McDonald, if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. Okay. <laughs> if you have an opinion, they would have issued it to you with your sea bag. See, so, you know, but I don't care if you didn't like somebody on the ship, you didn't like, you had to work together, all right? General, if general quarters went off, you had a place to be and a job to do. And if you failed at that job, it could have blown up the ship. Uh, and if you want a prime example of that, go look at the, the fire on the USS uh, Forrestal with John McCain. Because one of the days I was on the ship, this first day, one of the first days on my ship, on the ship, we had to go rescue the Forrestal. Mm. And again, I haven't seen, I'm, I'm not gonna see 21 for a while. And, and I'm seeing this in my life because when, when you're in the middle of the ocean, there ain't nothing but the water, <laughs> period. And so that kind of just drove me a little bit more so that hey, you just need to focus. You, know, you no longer have a back door to get your education. It's all going to be forward. And, 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 and then I had, I come from a long line of educators in my family. Uh, my, my, and like I said, I came from a long line of Buffalo soldiers. And, and, you know, it's just one of those things that you, uh, you were seen and not heard and you had to work and you always had to move. Um, and, and, but I, I think one of the things that really drove me was my grandfather, as I said, Robert Harden, uh, whom I'm named after, was the first black department head in the county of Los Angeles, appointed by Kenny Hahn. He was in charge of all the jobs, the building services, the custodians, don't say janitor in front of me. Right? And also the elevator operators. So he was in charge of the, the jobs. And, and that's why, I mean, coming here, it was just, hey, I need to go forward. Now, um, we were going through some strange times because I mentioned earlier, we had football players here and the county now was dealing with uh, a, an increase of more than 2% <laughs> of black students here. And, that, and I say football team, but also they brought in some people from Banning, kids from Banning and all over the start, the, the outreach was starting to come in, all right. Um, but the, but the but thing is, I, I would think that really what drove, drove me was I, I I had to move forward, all right. It took me a while to get through because I also had to work, and so now I'm not only I'm not just a a at that point in time a commuter student, I'm a student that has to work, have to commute. I'm driving in from L.A. You know, I had to be dedicated. Right. I mean, sometimes I, I think I was a nutcase, but, you know, you get through it. I mean, I, again, if you can get through Vietnam, 
and being out on the water and, and watching all that stuff and being close enough for them to shoot at you while you're on the ship. Um, you know, that close to the, uh, to the you, you can weather anything. Okay, you can weather anything. And that's my mindset. And that's why it was important uh, to do what I did. And the school, you know, like I said, I watched the Orange Grove go. I mean, there, there were some, I don't talk about it much, but there, there were some issues I had on campus. All right. Um, but I, again, you, you work through it. If you wanted my opinion, I said, if they wanted my opinion, they would ask me for it. And they didn't ask me. But I mean, I had enough. I was blessed with a, a family that was, um, that was strong. I mean, my dad was, like I said, Buffalo soldier. So you know, <laughs> there was no getting around it. Uh, but my mom and dad worked and I, and I watched them grow. And I think all that, uh, and my cousins and all, I saw, I watched, I understood life. It was a different perspective. And, 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 you know, watch California had its moments, but if you think watch California is bad, uh, go, go in the marshes or, or, or take a ride from uh, Manila, Clark Air Force Base in Manila down to Subic Bay, that two hours. Water buffaloes, rice paddies, people living on stilts. I mean, I, I, no, no air conditioning. Hey, that's cultural shock. Okay, that's culture shock. So when they say that, oh, what's that old Kentucky song? You know, no place like home. You know, that's, that's right. Somebody knew what they were talking about. Uh, I remember when we, I watched the campus grow. Okay, I'm watching from going from a bowling alley downstairs to, you know, across the street where they had the theater and the shops. Uh, Hope College wasn't even around. Um, but they, but Cal State Fullerton did use some of those, uh, the, the, now that Hope College had, they were some of our dorms we had. So, but I, again, I, I mean, I watched how Dr. Uh, Dr. Cobb, what made this thing grow and God bless her. She went to school with my cousins in Chicago. Okay. Milt, uh, uh, Milton uh, Gordon was, went to school at Xavier down in, uh, in Louisiana. So he went to school with some of my relatives. Okay. Uh, and again, he's up at, uh, in Chicago. So, you know, it was, it was almost a family thing. And, and if you know anything about uh, Southern culture, the gumbo, I mean, every Christmas, mom would make this big pot of gumbo and I, she had to make extra because I had to bring it into to, uh, to President Gordon's house. And if I dropped it off coming back from LA and he had a bunch of people, I had to cover it up so he could take and go put an icebox so those rest of the people could eat. <laughs> but that was a tradition. You know, I'm going to LA, I got to bring something back to him. So, but I mean, you know, but I watched it. I mean, I watched the outreach grow. I, I watched uh, uh, some of the people in the outreach program uh, come and start getting involved with the community. The first ever, oh, when Dr. Julie Stokes was here and we, we were trying to get something going with the African-American faculty staff and the, and the ethnic studies program, we did the first ever outreach to locate all the black organizations. People didn't know we had over 30 black organizations in the county. It was all spread out. We still had the Marine Corps base. So we, we had all these different things. Santa Ana was still, and, and I find this humorous because the, the, the black community was on McFadden and Rate. And most people didn't know that Rate was, that was Bonnie Rate's dad, you know, John Rate, who was a big, I mean, their, their family had the big name out here. And so we have all this history. Um, you know, Second Baptist Church, and we used to, and then of course, uh, Friendship Baptist Church. Friendship Baptist Church used to do the black graduations for, for Fullerton. Second Baptist used to do them for the black graduations for uh, UC Irvine. 
So I'm watching all these different programs come about that we never really had. Um, but the, the, the outreach program with, through Dr. Cobb and through uh, Milton Gordon, uh, Dr. Gordon, I mean, really grew. Um, and, and now I'm gonna jack your head up a little bit uh, because you've done a great job while you've been here. I mean, you're a varsity guy. I mean, um, you're everywhere. I got people at Friendship Baptist Church. Oh yeah, guess what? The president was over there talking about Bobby McDonald. I said, no way. Oh yeah, he's talking about I said, Man, you know, his speechwriters ought to be shot. You know, the only thing he up with me. Um, but 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 you're you're out there. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, they say timing's everything. And you're that blessing. You're that new timing. I mean, I I I mean that, man. I mean, like I said, I've been here long enough to know. I mean, I, I've watched it. Uh, our athletics grew because of Don Shields and Neil Stoner. You know, money's coming into the Titan Athletic Foundation. All that stuff started to grow. And I mean, I, I mean, I still had the first watch from the Titan Athletic Foundation thing here. When Eugene Murphy took the football team, you know, they, needless to say, found me and I helped him try to recruit a couple kids. And, and, and we did. And, and so, you know, I just, you know, I'm just, it, I, I, I watched the changes but I kind of been an integral part of some of those changes. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it was part of my life. It's still my life. Um, I mean, when you, when you see a Suzuki playing for the angels and I'm watching behind the plate, yeah. you know, to, to take a Mel Franks, myself and Pete Donovan and all the newspaper guys taking a, a, a one of those uh, um, motor homes to go watch uh Augie's first team win the, the win back in uh, in uh, the, back in Arizona. Uh, you know, who who beat Arizona Arizona State? No, we did. You know, when Hockenberry was here, um, and, and I like to tell everybody, you know, we know about Tim Wallach and a few of the other guys, but most people don't know who got the first MVP of the College World Series. Tony Hudson, T. Hut. He was a big time pitcher there. T. Hutt was the MVP. You can see Wallach and all those guys, they hit the ball. He got the MVP because he pitched his butt off. See, so those kinds of things that, uh, uh, but, but you know what? It's always kind of been the Titan family. It really has. I mean, athletic directors and coaches come and go. They put a big name here, but, um, you know, and, and I have to admit, I'm waiting for us to go back to the College World Series. Because I've been, you know, I do a lot with the Buffalo Soldiers and, and, and that history. In fact, this past weekend, uh, I was up at uh, Montana, Sport Missoula, Montana, uh, working on the, the, the Quasque Centennial 125th anniversary of the Buffalo Soldier Iron Riders ride from Fort Missoula to, to, uh, to St. Louis by the Buffalo Soldiers, the 25th Infantry. So I said, okay, I got to hopefully hurry up. And I took the one picture we did a couple of years ago for Black History Month on the 60th anniversary. Uh, and it says, Buffalo Soldiers Ride into Cal State Fullerton. So I took that up there and said, that's what Buffalo Soldiers Ride into, into Fort Missoula. But anyway, I told somebody, I was telling them somebody, and I said, oh, I can hardly wait to, for Cal State Fullerton to go back to Omaha. So I'll have an excuse to fly back to Omaha, watch a couple of the games, and then drive up to Fort Robinson where the, the Buffalo soldiers had to spend the two coldest winters in the history of the United States, in Wyoming, in tents. You know, just looking at the pictures and make you start shaking. So you, you got to help me do that. But, you know, I've watched the school grow. Its importance now in the community is, is awesome. 
I mean, when you look at the, what was it, 70 70 percent of the people that uh, went to Fullerton still live in the area. Yeah. I mean, stop and you think you've got the, the, the what is it, the the assembly, uh, the assembly assemblyman of the house, I believe it was, was Rendon or whatever. He's from Fullerton. When you go back to D.C., you have the the the, the Titans. I mean, we got a. I can't say a real Titan because he still claims USC, but you know, you got Congressman Lou Correa that, uh, I mean, has done some, he helped start, he's helped start the, the Hispanic at this as a Hispanic serving institution. He helped stab the, the, uh, the seniors. Okay. The, the uh, young senators and those types of things. So, you know, I'm, I'm watching all the different groups being in part of this, you know, look at the Asian business association, Tammy Tran and Tammy Bowie and, and all those and then and you start to recruit some good people in the community to understand. You've got Elba Rudakava, you've got Danielle Garcia. You know, I mean, it, it looks like the community. And, and that's a comfort zone. It really is a comfort zone. I mean, back in back when I got first got here, we, we used to have to, you know, you knew who was absent <laughs> in the black community. So um uh and, and we just you know, I mean, we've lost some teachers and stuff. I mean, but you know, I I'm happy with the growth. I'm happy with what we've done. Like I said, there's a couple of days that I like to take back, even with Cal State Fullerton, but it's part of the life process. It's part of the life journey. It's part of the learning process. And um, I'm just happy to know that when I, there's two things people understand before Buffalo Soldiers and, 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 and Cal State Fullerton and Cal State Fullerton's first. Those are my three most, my three most important subjects that I like to talk about. Cal State Fullerton, the Buffalo Soldiers, and me. <laughs> I love it. You know, you are, you are, you know, just in the way you tell the stories, you can see, you can feel and see the growth of, of, of the Titan Nation, of, of Cal State Fullerton, um, and the significance of how, of, of how it's grown in our, in, in the community, and how the community reflects us, and we reflect the community. That mm -hmm. is really important. So now I, I guess I will ask you, so what do you hope and expect and, and insist for the future of Cal State Fullerton and Orange County together? Where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? I bet you wait for me to ask you to get a football team, but I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people don't understand that. You know, Title IX came in and, 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 and we have to make some decisions, tough decisions. We were playing football games just to, to make money to keep the thing going. And, and Milton, I, I know it was a tough decision on Dr. Cobb to do this. Milton had to do this, but it, it was, it's a business decision. It's a health decision. It's a insurance decision. Um, and you just can't always do that. And, 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 and those are tough decisions because every, every time you go somewhere, hey, when are you going to have a football team? When are you going to get back? You know, it ain't happening. You don't have the money. Or when people would ask me, when you're going to sit, when you got $5 million in the bank, and you can afford, outfit the team with $2 million, it's back. It's all it's we need. Economics. Money, money, money. Hey, yep. It's economics, all right? And, um, and, and, and you have to understand that, okay? I mean, I, again, I, like I said, I wear my, my F, my heart on my sleeve, but I, you have to understand business and you have to understand the, the way things are. But um, I think that, and I say I think, well, let me back up, I believe that we're still on the right path for growth. Um, it's nice to have your, your group call me and say, okay, because with the chamber, I, and thanks to Cal State Fullerton, uh, Dr. Barnes and some other people helped me learn how to walk the halls, okay? 
Uh, in fact, one day, one of the assembly people said, you're always up here. And I said, you're up here a lot. I said, but it's your job. You're supposed to be here, you know. But um, I'm happy that we still, whether it be federal or, or, or local uh, or, or state, I'm, the, the, the Black Chamber and the name Bobby McDonald means something coming from writing a letter of support for something. For, last thing, the bridge, all right? I mean, that's, that's a big deal, all right? Um, and, and it's a tightrope that you have to walk because we, we're, we're in a flux here in the county now that we've never seen before. You know, we've, we, we still have to write, I have to be nice to everybody, <laughs> uh, you know, because it's changing Republican, Democrat, back to Republican, back to Democrat. I mean, it's, it, they, we're growing, which is pretty good because it's not static, all right? And, and my, my it just, I'll go back to one of the stories my dad used to say when he come in, if my, my brother, my sister and I were sitting on the couch watching TV, okay, we were in trouble. Or, or if the trash wasn't out or there was a trash can that was empty, you, know, that'd be, you had to work. You always had to move. If you, you do a certain point in time, keep moving because when he walked in, you have to be doing something. And you have to, same thing here. It ha, it's a perpetual motion. You have to continue to do it. Of course, it's funny now because uh, my dad will be 90, 97 on June the 4th, all right? And a couple of weeks ago when I went by the house after he got a shot to make sure he was okay and he got his shots, I got my shots. And as I'm, I'm telling him all the things I'm doing over here, and the last thing he says, boy, you better slow your butt down. And I'm going, <laughs> right. you know, that's part of my DNA is you telling me to move. But, but you know, the thing is, and that's, I, I see that as a school, it's, it's, it's moving, it's still moving. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's wonderful. Where do we go from here? We continue to be the leaders for social change. Yeah. Uh, I think that, and I believe what we just did is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I have planned uh, to get back to you. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. You and I on the show with the judges. Yeah. That, that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. That happened this year. What's the follow-up on that? Well, I, I plan, I wanted to do something. I got a plan to do something on the 25th. Uh, for um, uh, George Floyd's anniversary of his death. But there's so much crap going on there's, that we really haven't had a chance to move forward. Right. Only thing that COVID has done is bring all this to the top. And it's, it's, it's confusing a lot of people because they don't know what to do with all this information. You know, I mean, you, 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 I don't have to get deep into politics here, but you can see the, the, the residual effect, effects of people just trying to deny that it's there. Yeah, that's 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 how they we what, what's that's how people go into rehabilitation. They keep denying, denying, denying. See, and, and uh, I wanted to do something positive, but I haven't figured out the positive vein for doing something about that yet. Because I mean, we can't. You got an attorney general last night making a comment in North Carolina that he can't do anything about what happened. He's the attorney general. He can't do anything about it. So um, we're blessed that our movement here. And we, we, we're on it. We, we have people that understand our community, the needs of our community, and the upgrading of our community. And I'm, I'm real proud, um, and, and, and thanks to, I shouldn't say thanks, but because of Black Lives Matter, I have been one busy buzzard, okay? I mean, or, or one busy titan, okay? Let me do it that way. Um, I mean, everybody's calling me because they, they really respect the Black community and how we, we, we do things and, and how we have, you know, weathered the storm, if you will, but also know how to peacefully, uh, you know, protest, 
and and and, and get the activities. And that, that comes from LA. Okay, man. I watched my grandfather and my parents and stuff. I, I I watched Maxine Waters get elected, Diane Watson get elected, all those different people when they were just youngsters get elected. Uh, Reverend Hargett, all those guys from the Church of Christian Fellowship. I mean, I'm all part of that. Um, but to have the LGBT community, the Asian uh, Pacific Islander community, uh, the definitely the Hispanic community, all getting together to look at different things. I mean, I've got different entities in the county call and say, well, what do you think about this? What are you thinking about that? And so that really puts me and makes me a little, little hesitant because who asked me to be the, 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 the what, the adult in the room? <laughs> you know, again, you know, you, you get it by, by, you know, by acclimation or by design or whatever, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I, I'm happy. Um, one of my my well, you know my cool hand Luke goals. You know how cool hand Luke said why fifty eggs because it was a good round number. Yeah, my, one of my cool hand Luke's goals is to try to be as good as, and maybe I, I won't be better than, but I like to be as good as my grandfather was because I know what he had to do to to maintain that maintain that position as uh, first black department head in the county of Los Angeles. I watched him stress out and watch what they did to him. And so I'm, I'm kind of careful, but, uh, and I don't mean to put a negative bite to this, but I watched what happened. Okay. And, and I can, I can, I, I'm trying to make sure that doesn't happen here. Okay. And we didn't have the resources or the mental health capabilities that we have now that they had back then. Okay. So there was only two ways to, to do it. Either take it, suffer it, drink your way out of it, whatever the case may be, but you didn't have the resources we have now. Because we can sit back and say, all right, let me, let me relax a minute. So uh, I'm, I'm happy for the future. I'm blessed that we have you here at the helm. And uh, I'm not saying that just to try to make my triple extra large legal look good in your eyes. Um, but uh, but um, I mean that, and you know that I know that. You know that I know that you know that, all right? And, but y'all are everywhere. You, you and Miss Julie, just you know, breath of fresh air. You're the right couple and the right president and first lady for the area, for the time. And your energy, your background, the the things that you do, the things you have done, and and you know that I know that you know. Um, you just look at your back wall, and that's that's no joke. That's from the heart. That's the real deal. All right. So. I'm, uh, we do this together, Bobby. Don't I mean, we are partners together. Oh, I'm not together. saying that we're not. I'm not saying that we're not. We're okay. together. Hey, I, I know where my bread is buttered, you know, but I also know where my help. Hey, I know where my help comes from, and that's why I'm saying this. No, no, no. I mean, I am. Um, I'm honored to have done this. I'm. I'm honored to be able to speak freely. I tried not to curse, but um, well, I'm a sailor. Don't forget that. But um, you know, I'm. Um, I'm blessed to be a part of this community. Real, like I said, from Julie Stokes to being able to put together the first uh, with the school to be the first you know, uh, uh, Negro League exhibit, uh, to be uh, do a big thing on black college football and bring Coach Eddie Robinson out to get the first Pigskin Classic Award. Uh, I have my hands in sports. 
I mean, to help build it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if I go back and add up everything, I may have spent a million dollars, but uh, I don't know if I have or not. But I know what I'm sure the hell contributed. <laughs> well, mo hey, with uh, with uh, with everything, what they say, time, talent, and treasure. You bet. Yeah. So what you're saying, what I hear you saying, is the the campus and the community have come a long way. There's uh, there's a there's a piece for us to go still. A lot of work to be done. But it's only going to happen, as you said, by bringing people together, by bringing our communities together, by working together, by them calling on you and then you calling on them, by us working together as partners, by being the change, actually action that we want to see in our community. And I, you know, my my mission is for Cal State Fullerton to lead that. Uh, to to be the change that we want to be, so that our students that graduate go out in Orange County, as you said. 80% of our alumni live within 50 miles of our campus. So they are Orange County. So, uh, uh, you know, and we, we couldn't do this. Uh, as you said, I have no reason to butter your bread. You know, I mean this, we couldn't do this without you, but we have to do it together. We have to do it together. Um, you know, we, we've, we've talked so much about uh, uh, the time that you spent in Orange County and watching it grow and develop sixth most popular county in the United States, third largest economy in California. And you've seen some fairly dramatic changes um, it, when it comes to economics, sure. But I think when it comes to race equity and social justice as well, you know, I, you grew up in LA, I grew up in San Pedro. We didn't come to Orange County back in those days. It was the orange curtain, you know, so things have happened to change. Diversity, mm -hmm. equity, inclusion is a, there's still a long way to go. Uh, and while there's been progress, uh, we, we got some challenges. We will only meet them if we work on them together. Yeah, together. one more for you. Uh, Orange County is the third largest county in the state for veterans and the sixth largest county in the nation. All right. Yeah. So we, we, uh, well, and speaking of veterans, I mean, first, first thing I always want to say publicly, and we've talked about this lots of times, um, thank you for your service, of course. Uh, you've, you, you've alluded to what, what going into the service did for you. It made you serious. It made you focus. It made you understand, uh, team, uh, uh, and I'm always impressed with, uh, how you wear your service because that's what it was and is service to our nation with pride and love. Um, what would you say? to our veterans out there, our, our, our veteran students, because we've got an amazing vet population at Cal State Fullerton, but also the students that are, the vets that are thinking about coming. What would you say to our vets out there, especially the ones that are returning now from Iraq and Afghanistan, because we have a whole new cadre that have seen serious, serious service, just like you did. And now they're facing the rest of their lives. What, what, what advice would you give them? Uh, two things or three things. Number one, let them know that the resources that are available to them, available to them now are much greater. I mean, you can get a whole big bang for your buck on the GI Bill. I mean, if it wasn't for Gerald Ford, I would have to, I, I probably would have had to go and sell my car to get through Cal State Fullerton. I got an extra year. <laughs> okay. No, just kidding. But, uh, but you, you, the value of being a veteran now is you, you, you have the, the resources from EDD and, and the resource centers and those kinds of things. Uh, the, you have the, um, the, the veterans, uh, Pro Cal Vets 
program for to get you educate help you with your education you didn't we didn't have those resources then you have that that's number one take advantage of them because a lot of people like my dad and, and my uncles and a lot of people when they came back from the service never used their gi bill at all my dad never used it never now they had a reason not to want to use it because there was some attitudes going on that they <laughs> i got attitudes it was still there now number two take advantage of the mental health programs that you have yeah you're not alone and it's hard to break that mental habit in the service because you know you, you really 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 had to be sick okay to go to sick bay because if not you were skating right and, and you're not so you get what i'm saying and so it was almost it, it you almost don't want to go to the doctor anyway in the ethnic community and then if you go on the service, you really, really don't want to go on the doctors. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. No, I'm just I'm just sharing with you. And, and they need to do that because there's there's trauma, there's issues there. And you just don't know. And a lot of us in the service, you know, is that suck it up and I don't have to worry about it. I'll, I'll get over it. Da, 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 da. No, it's OK to ask somebody. It's OK to ask somebody and say, well, and nine times out of 10, when you ask somebody, they will tell you. Oh yeah, or a veteran or something, they'll tell you they have a similar issue or are or, or, or close to a similar issue. And you can just, it, it, that, that, that's so, so important. Not that I would have been 10 times better off than I am right now, but because I had to work through it. But at least I was smart enough to put together a group where I can ask somebody some questions. All right, and, it, and, and especially now, okay? Because like I said, I've been on campus, what, 50 years now? <laughs> <laughs> Five zero. <laughs> so my, my issues are a little different. So now, you know, all people look at me, it's just like over the weekend in Montana. Okay. People are looking at me and say, there's no way you're 74. And I said, well, I am. Okay. You know, one said they were 19. I mean, there's no way you're 74. And they said, how do you do that? You don't have any gray hair. Now I said, you know, it's Bayou water and agent orange. <laughs> that, that, uh, that ends the conversation. I saw my relatives in Louisiana. So it's Bayou Water and Agent Orange. Hey, I ain't fighting it. But I do know that because of the Agent Orange and some of the other stuff, I, I have to be careful on certain things and I ask different questions. And it's good to have buddies that were doctors in the service. You can pick up the phone and say, okay, and I got the VA benefits. I've got Kaiser. I've got all the stuff. But you need to ask. And you need to go forward. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what veterans can have on going on campus. It's okay to ask for help, whether it be mental, whether it's for classes or whatever. And you're not failing. Don't ever think that you're failing. Okay. And that's hard because in the service, you're not allowed to fail. All right. Uh, you can't. Uh, a failure means death. Yeah. That's what it means. So you got to follow directions. So, but it's okay that you didn't get this job. Maybe it just wasn't for you. Don't get upset, try something else. It's okay if you just didn't work, you and the psychology teacher just didn't get along. You know? <laughs> it's okay, you know, you go to the community college and take it, whatever, okay. But there are options. And a lot of people get locked in without thinking they have options, okay. Yeah, we gotta tell. That's what Cal State Fullerton brings to us, options, flexibility. Yep. Yep. That's what I tell all our veterans uh, that are thinking about coming to Cal State Fullerton is we are here. You are additive. We need you. We want you. 
uh, you make a difference on our campus. We are so proud to have you. And we have lots and lots of services to make sure that you will succeed. You let, just me add this, let me add this too. And because I, I'm on the advisory committee for minority veterans, I mean, I've been appointed by, I, I got appointed by David Shelkin, secretary. So I, I, my, our 12 person group, ethnic group, uh, report strictly to the secretary. So I've kind of been reappointed, actually now I've been reappointed as chair. I am so proud of the last three years. We didn't have diversity, inclusion, equity, and, and hiring and all that. We didn't have that three years ago. We have that data. That's why I said, if you ask questions, you send something to somebody, I didn't know we had it. Well, because probably you didn't ask the right people. Is getting that data that's so positive that you can make decisions. As we found out with what we worked on the, the toward a deeper understanding. If you have the data and you have the information to educate, you know, and, 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 and then measure, okay, and teach, you can do anything because you've got the right data coming from the right people. I sound like a teacher. No, I'm not coming over to work. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to switch gears completely and I'm going to tell a, a quick story and then I'm going to ask you a question. You know, I, I still remember, Bobby, the first time that I met you. Um, uh, it was at the Disneyland Hotel, one of the Disneyland hotels, I think the, the big lodge, uh, and it was at a reception for the new CEO of the Disneyland Resorts. And uh, I think I'd been president for maybe a month. And uh, you walked right up to me and you introduced yourself. And without saying another word, you said, hey, I'm Bobby McDonald, the chair of the Black Chamber of Commerce. And you opened up your sport coat. And in the lining of the sport coat, with Cal State Fullerton Titans all over the inside of it. And you didn't have to say anything. And I learned at that point for the first time that I was in the presence of Mr. Titan, of Mr. Cal State Fullerton. And one of the best and loudest supporters of Cal State Fullerton that anyone will ever meet. I don't think I've ever been anywhere with you where you haven't let everybody know that you're a Titan. You set the standard that I actually judge myself by now to make sure that uh, uh, your devotion to education, your devotion to, to the Titans, you know, there's two people I can always count on, you and Lou Correa, you will always tell everybody you're a Titan and Lou Correa will always say, Harvard of the West, Harvard yeah. of the West, right? So what is it, what is it about the Titans? What is it about the Cal State Fullerton family that drives you to be such a supporter of who we are and where we're going and what we can do in this county, in this state, and in this nation. What drives me is, uh, again, my, my ability to, a, to come here, but my ability to have worked with ProCast and Adidas, right? And, and to be able to see other organizations and other schools and, and work with the, I mean, it's been my life. I mean, when you stop and think, I mean, I got shoes in the, the college bookstores with pro kids for the first time, right? Um, uh, with Adidas, I mean, I had, uh, you know, you, you see the, the, the ties. All I had companies that made ties. I have, I have four different special Cal State Fullerton ties, okay? When you look at all the pictures that are out there of me coming, what tie do I have on? Always. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and when I was at Pro Kids, when I was with Pro Kids, uh, a lot of the guys were, 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 you know, you had William and Mary and you had uh, Duquesne and you had, uh, was it uh, Yukon and all those big things when I was going back East and they were all talking about this. And, and, and I felt real proud 
because we were we we had just gone the Fullerton had just gone I think it was 78 79 because they had the season remiss of 79 80 but 78 79 we're we're in the final final eight to whatever and and all those big teams that the pro cares were sponsoring back east they had gone nowhere <laughs> Mingus Hills was uh, at a program in Kansas City because they were Division 3A and Dave and I had the team, you know, and and, and all so that and uh, that San Barbara was in the tournament and so on. So all the teams on the, that I had to cover were out there and they had pro cats and I'm just smiling because, you know, I'm wearing my Titan stuff and I'm just I'm just saying, uh huh, you want all back east, you guys think you got it all. Come visit me. Okay. Come here. <laughs> we got it. And then the other thing too. When we had the football team, you're looking at the PA announcer. All right. So, I mean, I had the PA announcer. Uh, I, I still have the pictures of one of the homecomings when um, we had, I had my military background, we had a Huey, right? Flying over um, Fred Kelly's, not Fred Kelly, Eddie Westfield in Santa Ana where we were playing. Flew over, repelled down with the football. All right, and we were playing UNLV that day and we beat them. Okay, and I got the picture of Ann Reynolds and Dr. Cobb waving at the helicopter as it was taking off. Now, there was a couple of people there on campus that uh, wanted to paint it orange, and I looked at them and said, Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, but those are the kinds of things that you want to do to, to that. That's what, as you make that stuff happen, you know, we, we had a one armed gymnast here, Carolyn Johnston, that Disney did a movie on. I mean, there's a lot of good positive stuff that came out here. I mean, stop and think. They didn't know who we were, so they called us Cal State Disneyland. We'll go, Cal State who? Well, guess what? We kicked your butt. Okay. <laughs> okay. So who who that? Of course, that's actually that's Louisiana now. Who that? That's the Saints. But my 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 what drives me is the fact that I'm part of history. I'm part of the living history. You are. I did. 15 damn years. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. you, you know, are. and I could have easily gone somewhere, but no, no, no. I believe in it. Yeah. You said, Bobby, you said the school made you a pioneer, but it's so evident that it's in your DNA and you've created so many pioneers behind you, so many Titans who stand on your shoulders. So it's just, a, I could listen to this all day. Unfortunately, we're up against time. Um, what? I've talked for more than five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you what we're going to do. You give me, I'm going to do a little lightning round. You give me one word answers for this, all right? You gotta be out of your mind, right? You ready? <laughs> you ready? Yeah. What do you like better? Hot dogs or hamburgers? Hot dogs. Okay. Are you Angels or Dodger fan? Not fair. <laughs> okay. Dogs or cats? Neither. Ford or Chevy? Neither. Oh my goodness. Okay, what's your favorite book? Right now. Um Oh, it's David Shulkins. Oh gosh, um, um, it shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be this hard to love your country. Okay, who's your favorite president? Abraham Lincoln. Okay, and and give me one nickname you've got besides Bobby. MacMan. There you go. All right, and last question: Where the heck do I get the lining for my suit like that? <laughs> You don't. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm a, Cad I'm a Cadillac man, not a Chevy or a Ford. Okay. I, I have done too much as a, I'm at the Dodger Stadium when it opened up 
in the Coliseum with the big pagoda in 1958. Okay, I'm there. I mean, I'm in the dugout for several World Series because I was with Adidas, with Tommy Lasorda and Steve Garvey. I got Steve Garvey's picture kicking a soccer ball. I had to do a story for Soccer Magazine when I was with Adidas, and I got him to take his hat off and kick the ball. Okay, I mean, so um, I have a bigger and heartfelt feeling for the Dodgers, but also because I've been out here in Orange County, and and a, one of our Titan buddies, you bet, Higgins. Tony yeah. Higgins used to be some, he, a little low-key uh, second-in-command marketing guy for the Angels and went all the way to the top, okay? We did a lot together. We did a lot together. So um, my heart is there for both of them. I mean, I, 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 can't, I can't go either way. You know, yeah, Rocky I love them both, too. Be my next-door neighbor, okay? <laughs> when I was, I'm still in the hills of Anaheim, but I used to, when I, before I had all these kids, uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> and a family. I, I used to live next door to him in the house. But anyway, I, I just wanted to say that because I don't want him to come back so you couldn't make it. Hey, they're both they're both good for me. But right now, it's uh, I'm here. For, hey, another thing. Frank Tanana and I were in classes together at Cal State Fullerton. We had uh, Doctor uh, uh, Doctor Harris's class. I mean, we 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 were taking classes. We did the, our our term paper on him. Throwing, uh, doing the the uh, the motor skills on throwing a pitch. DJ uh, Valero took pitch. We had to do all that, flat planter flex, dorsal flex, all that kind of stuff. We had to do all that. So, both. Both is fine. One word. My one word is both. Both is fine. Well, listen, I, 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 we could do this all day. I love you, buddy. I love you. You are my brother, and. Uh, uh, I look forward to spending lots of time together, continuing to make change, be the change that we want to be. But also what's most important is I always get to laugh when I'm with you as well. I love, I love you. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you didn't ask me what I thought about grads. You do know I did two commencement uh, addresses there, right? I do. I do. All right. Hey, All right, folks, you got to listen to Mr. Titan for about a, for, for, we were only supposed to go for an hour. We went longer because it was worth it. We went worth it. It's, it was worth it. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you all on the on, on the next session. May Take the care. fourth be May the fourth be with you. That's right. May the fourth be with you. Exactly. Thank all you, right. buddy. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Fram and Friends, a collaboration between Titan Radio and Cal State Fullerton. For more episodes like the one you just heard, visit TitanRadio.org.